0: Hello, hello.
1: Echo, echo,
0: echo, echo. We have a couple things we want to go over with you.
1: Yeah, today we understand that many of you are choosing to do church at home. And and honestly, we just want to pause and applaud you for doing so. Uh, We know that this decision that you're making is truly to love your neighbor best. But the thing we want you to know is this, is you are missed. And we want to ask you one thing. Would you let us know that you are out there? We truly want to support you through this next season. Please let us be an echo together.
0: So when you are online and you're tuning in or you see a post, the power of liking and commenting goes so far. So we know that you're out there and we can do our best to connect with you. Absolutely. Moving forward as a church with no governmental mandate on us to close, we will continue to gather weekly. We know that for the next three months, ECHO will be sizably smaller in person. And for that reason, we feel like our space will be a safe place to gather. We will continue to wear a mask. Everyone who walks through our doors will receive temperature checks. We will practice spatial distancing, and we will continue to clean before and after all of our services. We believe that the next three months are gonna be pivotal in all of our lives. Looking at this past year, it has affected every single one of us in different ways. I know for me, last season, when we had the stay at home order, I found myself a little more lonely and disconnected than normal. Yep. So if you are facing addiction, loneliness, or just going through a hard time, please do not hesitate to reach out. Yep. And we hope that you know that we will be here in person to create a space where you can experience life-giving nature of the presence of God and your faith community.
1: Absolutely. If you are at home, great. If you are at the castle, great. But this one thing, let's remember it. Let's be united. Mm -hmm. Let us be the church in Rochester and the surrounding area that makes a difference. Hey, Echo Online family. Welcome to Echo Sunday service. At Echo, it is our heart that you find your place, your people, and your purpose.
0: If you are new to Echo's online service, you can expect this to last around 40 minutes. We start with our Echo band, hear a message from Pastor Andy, and have a time of response.
1: Okay, generous Church, uh, we are entering into our favorite season of giving and we're starting with one of our favorites, Operation Christmas Child.
2: Three, two, one.
3: At the count of three, when children open the shoe boxes, they're so excited.
2: I mean, it's just been incredible. Kids are so excited, giving them a gift, do it in Jesus' name, and that's what this is all about
1: it's a gospel opportunity It's the chance for the children to change the entire life the Word of God is spreading the gospel is advancing
4: it is impacting children it is impacting families it is impacting the world greatly
2: thank you for praying thank you for giving God will bless and God will use your gift to touch the life of a child and to be able to do it in Jesus' name. So thank you. Thank you for being a part of it. God bless each and every one of you.
0: We have already handed out over 200 boxes. Now it's time for us to collect those boxes. This upcoming Wednesday, we will have a time to make it easy for you to come and drop off your box between six and seven o'clock. That's this Wednesday, November 18th, six p.m. here at the castle.
1: Drive up and drop those boxes off. Let's bless this world uh, with the love of Christ.
0: All boxes are due next Sunday, November 22nd. So mark your calendar.
1: Don't forget it. Uh, Echo, hey, let's be that generous church that that honestly gives. And uh, at the same time, let us see needs and share freely. Uh, If you are looking to give today, and honestly, please do, uh, you can do in three different ways. You can head to our website. You can text any number to...
0: 84321.
1: Or you can use the Church Center app to do so.
0: Child dedication is next Sunday, November 22nd. At ECHO, we prioritize children. We fully believe that they are curators of tomorrow. If you are interested in having your child dedicated, please email us as soon as possible to heywearetheecho.church. We will have a Zoom call with Andy and I this upcoming Monday to go over all the information.
1: And one last thing, today at the end of Echo's service, we want you and your family online and your friends to take communion with us. I know many of you are not ready for this at this very moment, but what you need to do is this is press pause, run over to your kitchen, grab a drink, let's not overthink it, just grab whatever you have, uh, grab some crackers or some bread or if you're Scott Scholl some pizza and join us as we remember what Jesus Christ did for us together.
0: Thank you for joining us online and we hope that you enjoy Echo Sunday service.
4: creation. Everything with breath, repeat the sound. Those children, clean hands, pure heart, good grace, good God. His name is Jesus. on this one truth. God is madly in love with you. So take courage, hold on, be strong. Remember what
2: Just like streams of living water. you split the sea so i could walk
3: Think about that. Everybody love everybody!
1: Come on! Divided nations. In the last few weeks, we've been looking at the book of Nehemiah and what my whole goal is to equip you to fight for together. As we try to stay unified and as the heat rises up around us, I believe we can achieve harmony and we can learn quite a bit through this book of Nehemiah. And we're in Nehemiah chapter 4 today, and I just want to quickly break down uh, this story. And then I honestly, I, I want to reveal just a few tactics of the enemy that he uses to try to de-unify, dis uh, whatever word you want to use, divide us. <laughs> uh, so in verse 1, it says, when Sanballat, who's Nehemiah's enemy, heard that we were rebuilding the wall, he became angry and was greatly incensed. And he began to ridicule the Jews. See, Nehemiah had gained some traction, some movement. The people were unified with a purpose and a project. And Nehemiah's enemies, on the flip side, uh, they opposed that project. They opposed those people. And honestly, they opposed that place of worship. And what we see here in the first few verses of chapter four is the enemy beginning to believe that the Jews are actually gonna accomplish this unrealistic task at hand. You know, you, you want to know why? It's because they were unified. And I'll tell you what, as we are unified at our homes, at our workplace, pl- in Minnesota, in Rochester, I'll tell you what happens. With traction comes conflict. With achievement comes adversity. With unity comes unique challenges. And again, what I, I've already told you is what I believe in, the, in this chapter, we find the enemy's tactics that he uses to disunify us, to derail our progress, to divide our homes, divide our workspaces, to put a divide between you and me, you and your friends. So let's go ahead and just read on. Verse 3, it says, Tobiah the Amorite, who was, oh, by the way, I got to tell you, Tobiah, you know what his name means in Hebrew? That God is good. Okay, <laughs> listen to this. God is good. His name meant something, but he was living a completely different life. Tobiah the Amorite, who was at his side, said, what they are building, even if foxes climb up on it, it would break their walls of stone. <laughs> oh, anyway, there's my awkward laugh. Uh, bad joke, you're awkward at home watching. Uh, honestly, this was a classic example of trash talk. Tobiah, man, he is a good trash talker and he's doing exactly that. He's saying if a fox jumps on, on this wall, man, they're doomed. Well, I'm not sure if they are. Nehemiah, you know what? He responds to that trash talk. In verse 4, it says, Hear us, O God. Hear us, O God, for we are despised. You know what? I just have to remind you, you know what Nehemiah does in the midst of adversity? He pauses and he prays. Nehemiah chose not to participate in the trash talk, but instead he chose to pray and he focused on his purpose. So they rebuilt the walls till it had reached half its height all the way around the city for the people worked with all of their heart. This is huge. This is a huge unrealistic task and project, but Nehemiah and the people were unified and they got halfway done. And in verse seven, it says, when Sanballat and Tobiah and the surrounding people's people groups heard that the repairs to the Jerusalem walls had gone ahead and the gaps were about to be closed. They became angry. They became angry and they all plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem and stir up the trouble against it. And this is, it's getting real. Once again, how does Nehemiah respond? Verse nine, we prayed to our God, and posted a guard day and night to meet this threat. Man, Nehemiah, he is so wise in the midst of adversity. And it feels like I'm beating a dead horse during this series, but I believe we need to begin to actually apply this. How does he respond? He prays. But in this particular scenario, not only does he believe in prayer, he believes in participation. And what we see in this story is the enemy continues to taunt the Jews and the people began to feel strain. They, be, they began to, to feel that stress. They began to feel that anxiety. And Nehemiah, being a great leader, understood this. And he changed his strategy. And he adapted to this brand new challenge. And Nehemiah stood up and told the people this. And not only did it really honestly pertain to the people that he was leading, it pertains to you. For those that are watching at home, as we once again uh, adapt and change our strategy for the next how many months as we try to address this COVID issue in Minnesota, I believe you need to hear this message. Nehemiah looked at them and said, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of them because remember this. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome. And then he said this, this is so profound for you that are watching online, fight for your families, fight for your sons and your daughters, fight for your wives and your homes. And he reminded the people at that very moment that the project is secondary to the people. And let us not forget that the project matters. Your work matters. Uh, Your relationship, other relationships matter. Uh, but here's the deal. Your family matters most. The project matters. People matter most. In verse 15, it says, when our enemies heard that we were aware of their plot and that God had frustrated it, we all returned to the wall, each to our own work. Now, here's, here's the deal. This is crazy. They got it done. In 52 days they built a wall that was 2.5 miles long, 40 feet tall, and 9 feet on average thick. And this is a modern-day marvel, and honestly, I believe it's a testament of together. It is a picture of what we can accomplish when we are together, when we achieve unity. And today what I want to do, like I mentioned, I want to give you three tactics that the enemy uses against unity. The the very very first tactic he uses is trash talk. I mean, the enemy knows how to trash talk. I think about NFL players and they are the king of trash talking. I know about trash talking a little bit. Maybe it's a little bit on the field that I've used, but mainly probably like board games. I know how to get in someone's mind. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, though. Uh, you don't make effort to trash talk someone you know you can beat. The profound thing you need to hear is this. The enemy trash talks you because he cannot defeat you. Unity is a mind battle. And if the enemy can gain traction in your mind, the rest will crumble. Tobiah comes to the people and say, oh, by the way, woo, if a fox jumps on your wall, man, it will crumble. Man, at that point, the wall had been already created 2.5 miles around, 20 feet tall, 9 feet thick. (laughs) And that's what he's got to bring. I'm trying to tell you, the enemy wants to break you down mentally. That's exactly what Tobiah was trying to do. C.S. Lewis writes a book called The Screwtape Letters, and he wrote it in essence, to show us as followers of Jesus, the tactics of the enemy within our mind to make our faith falter. And he writes, uh, and, he, and actually this demon says to another demon, and he says this, a tortured fear and a stupid confidence are both desirable states of mind. See, I believe in this very moment, in this changing time, we need to find a balance of truth And trash talk. And what I'm concerned about is this that some of us, we're putting our hope and our confidence in ourselves, while others of us, we're buying into the lie. And I have to be honest with you today, if I can just uh, tell you the truth, I have a huge inner critic. And it is loud and it is relentless. In fact, at moments, it actually pushes me away from doing what I'm doing at this very moment. But I'll tell you this, I will not let my inner critic guide me. That's tool number one, tactic number one. Tactic number two of the enemy is this, is taunting. You know what taunting is? It's a display of false strength and capability. I have this image of walking in the midst of the woods and all of a sudden you see a bear the very first thing that I could remember to do would be to taunt. Okay, maybe not exactly taunt, but to display a false form of strength and capability to that animal. I've been taught to make myself look bigger and louder than I actually am. And that's exactly what the enemy tries to do in your life. But I'll have to, I got a scripture for you. It's awesome. Romans eight thirty one. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? And in verse 37, it says, No, in all of these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. For I am convinced, listen to this, neither death nor life, neither angels or demons, nor neither the present nor the future, nor any other powers, neither height or depths, nor either... Uh, or, 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 nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Your challenge might be big, but I'll tell you what, we know someone bigger. And the very last tactic of the enemy that he uses to, to de-unify us, to, to bring disunity, to divide us is this is he tries to turn our weapons upon ourselves. At the end of the chapter, we see that the Jews' weapons were all around. They actually worked with their spear or sword and a sword or and a shovel in the other hand. I mean, that's deeply paraphrased, but in essence, that's what they're doing. And in verse 23, we read the very last verse in chapter 4. It says, Neither I nor my brothers or my men, or my guards, we ever took off our clothes. Which by the way, I'm really glad I don't have to illustrate. Okay, bad joke. <laughs> and then this is what I need to hear. Each had his weapon. And we had our weapon when we went to get water. And I think, I think, I think that is full of wisdom that, that, that we are to carry a weapon while getting water. But I also want to tell you this: as we are attempting to go do and to accomplish good things, if we have a weapon, we might sabotage what we went out to do. And the very first chapter or verse in chapter five explains exactly like exactly this concept. It says, "Now the men and their wives raised a great outcry against their." fellow Jews see we may carry a weapon but what I want to tell you today this is not our war if we're going to fight then let us fight for each other let's remember what verse 14 said remember the Lord for he is great and awesome and fight for your families and i'm trying to tell you this is can we be a people who are committed to bring water to the table instead of weapons oh lord help us god this is not an easy task so easy to honestly uh, be fooled by our enemy To attempt to make this war ours when it is yours. And so today, Jesus, we ask that you would lead us and you would guide us, that you would help us become aware of the enemy's tactics so that we can fight against the enemy and not ourselves. So today, Jesus, I just ask that you would be with us, that you would guide us, you would lead us, you would continue to help us bring water to a world that is absolutely thirsty. Lord, please help us bring peace. In Jesus' name, amen. In this next season, as we station ourselves Within our homes, we position ourselves around this city. I'm just wondering if we can commit to prayer once again. I'm wondering if we can commit to build up instead of tearing down. I'm wondering if we could position ourselves, ourselves, and our homes to be places of hope. And some of you that are watching online right now, you feel like you don't have any hope. I mean, right now you're stressed out again because of the current scenario. And I I want to tell you this, if you were going to survive the next few months as we begin to shelter in place and we begin to try to navigate through this upscaled pandemic and situation in the midst of our local space, you need Jesus. I mean, honestly, you need Jesus. You need a God that will fight for you and we believe that for us to have a relationship with God it just starts with surrender and honestly we pray a prayer every week and we invite you we want to invite you to pray this with us today hoping that it will bring the peace and the confidence that you're looking for that you're going to need in this next season let's pray Jesus I surrender I have more questions than answers but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, and you rose again, all with us in mind. I accept the rescue that you offer and save me and lead me in Jesus' name and his authority. Amen. Let's just take a few moments and lean into God and allow God to just speak to us as we position ourselves in a place of response. When
4: the music fades and all is it. I simply come Longing just to bring Something that's of worth That will bless your heart Let's sing it again when the music fades When the music fades And all is stripped away And I simply come Longing just to bring Something that's of worth That'll bless your heart I'll bring you more than a song For a song in itself Isn't that what you have required? You search much deeper within things up here. you're a I'm no
3: are so glad that you joined us today. Now, I'm guessing that some of you at home right now, you feel like you're on an island when it comes to the church. You feel like you're on the sidelines. And here's what we want you to believe as a church. God loves you and the church is together. Don't believe that lie. Don't believe the fact that you're on your own. We are in this together. And you know what's crazy is God needs all of us to play our part to see God move. God needs all of us together in unity. Now, 2,000 years ago, Jesus did something to kind of remind us. And he said, every time you do these things, remember me and remember what I did. And he did communion with his disciples. Super important moment. And we do it here at Echo. Now, what I want you guys to do is take the elements that you got from uh, that Andy and Christy mentioned earlier. Take the, the stale cracker, or whatever you have there, and your pizza and Mountain Dew. Whatever those things are. But use those as a reminder that God died His body was broken, and he did all that for you. He did all that for you. So let's do this. Let's pray over these, and let's take them together. God, thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you that you care about each one of us so much that you were willing to die for each of us. God, we love you, and we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's take these together. Now, if you said the prayer today with with Pastor Andy and Christy, maybe for the first time or the first time in a long time, super important. This is a great opportunity for you to not feel like you're on the sidelines. Reach out. Reach out to us. Send an email. We want to connect with you. We want to encourage you and give you some great next steps. Now, if you are new to Echo, we want to do the same. We want to walk with you. We want you to be a part of the Echo family. And we are so glad that you joined us today. Now, child dedications are coming up next Sunday. Now, we celebrate child dedication just like Jesus did. Mary and Joseph took Jesus to the temple and dedicated him and them to the Lord. And if you're interested in all in doing that, we want to make sure you get in touch. Reach out to us. Now, if you see my sweet sticker right here, it says, I packed a shoebox. That's for Operation Christmas Child. Now, for those of you that are having a hard time right now, I want to give you an encouragement. One of the best things you can ever do when you're having a hard time is to do something for somebody less fortunate. Giving has an ability to rework some things in your mind and what it does is it rewires some of those those neurons and does some really interesting things. It makes it so that you're more likely to see the positive and best in situations and to always see the best in people. So I want to encourage everybody to do Operation Christmas Child, but especially you that are out there right now that are having a hard time, do Operation Christmas Child. Take some time. Fill a box. It's all straightforward. But if you want to do this and you're listening at home right now, what we want to encourage you to do, email us so that we can get you a box. So you can come by and pick up one on your your way home from work or something like that. Now, you guys are awesome. And you guys have continued to be incredibly faithful. You've incredibly, you've continued to be amazing, faithful stewards of what God's given you. And we're doing our best to do the same. What we want you to think about this week when you take Pastor Andy's message, Don't believe those lies. Don't believe the trash talk. Don't believe any of those things that are being thrown at you. Believe what God says about you. You are loved. You are awesome. And we hope to see you again next week.